Hi, just talking about podcasts for a second. Have you ever thought about making your own podcast? It's fun. It's a way of sharing your knowledge with the world. Uh, and you can do it on Anchor. Uh, it's the platform that I use. Anchor is a great tool. It's got everything you need. The recording, the editing, the posting. It will send your podcast to all of the different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcast. And you can make money from your podcast from the very beginning with no listenership. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if you want to download the Anchor app, you can start by just going to Play Store or Apple Store and download the app or go to anchor.fm and you can do everything on there. Okay. Just get, just get going. Just do it. See you later. Hi guys, so welcome to another podcast, second in the series. Uh, this one is uh, about Halloween because the next couple of days obviously is very spooky, uh, known as Halloween, 31st of October. Everyone dresses up in costumes and goes trick or treating. So I have a text. You can find the link to my text on my bio on Instagram at Cockney Gringo and just go there get the docs and you can use the tools on the google docs to to help you with any questions and so yeah let's go <laughs> halloween this uh story is from history.com i downloaded it i've made a few changes to it but um it's fairly original so i'm just going to read the text and you can follow in the docs okay Straddling the line between fall and winter, plenty and paucity, life and death, Halloween is a time of celebration and superstition. It's thought to have originated with the ancient Celtic festival of, pronounced Soin, Samhain, okay, but pronounced Soin. When people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off the roaming ghosts. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November the 1st as a time to honour all saints and martyrs. The holiday, All Saints Day, incorporated some of the traditions of sowing. The evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve and later Halloween. Over time, Halloween evolved into a secular, community-based event characterised by child-friendly activities such as trick-or-treating. In a number of countries around the world, as the days grow shorter and the nights get colder, people continue to usher in the winter seasons with gatherings, costumes and sweet treats. Ancient Origins of Halloween Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom and Northern France, celebrated their new year on November the 1st. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. 
Celts believed that on the night before their new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October the 31st, they celebrated sowing, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. For a population entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort and direction during the long dark winter. To commemorate the event, Druids built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. When the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires, which they had distinguished earlier that evening from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory. In the course of the 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of sowing. The first was Feralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honour Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of this celebration into sowing probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practised today on Halloween. On May the 13th, 609 AD, Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honour of all Christian martyrs, and the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved the observance from May the 13th to November the 1st. By the 9th century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands where it gradually blended with and supplanted the older Celtic rites. In 1000 AD, the church would make November the 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honour the dead. It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the dead with a related but church-sanctioned holiday. All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to sowing with big bonfires, parades and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels and devils. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallow Mass. Christmas has the meaning from Middle English Hallelujah Mass, <laughs> meaning All Saints Day. And the night before it, the traditional night of sowing in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. Halloween comes to America. Celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief systems there. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies, as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups as well as the American Indians meshed 
a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, public events held to celebrate the harvest, where neighbours would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. Colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, the 1800s, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants, and these immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing Ireland's potato famine of 1846, helped to popularise the celebration of Halloween nationally. Taking from Irish and English traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, a practice that eventually became today's trick or treat tradition. Young women believed that on Halloween they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple peelings or mirrors. In the late 1800s there was a move in America to turn Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighbourly get-togethers than about ghosts, pranks and witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Parties focused on games, foods of the season and festive costumes. Parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. Because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. By the 1920s and 30s, Halloween had become a secular, non-religious, but community-centered holiday, with parades and town-wide parties as the featured entertainment. Despite the best efforts of many schools and communities, vandalism began to plague Halloween celebrations in many communities during this time. By the 1950s, town leaders had successfully limited vandalism and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young. Due to the high numbers of young children during the 50s, the baby boom, parties moved from town civic centres into the classroom or home where they could be more easily accommodated. Between 1920 and 1950, the centuries-old practice of trick-or-treating was also revived. Trick-or-treating was a relatively inexpensive way for entire community to share the Halloween celebration. In theory, families could also prevent tricks being played on them by providing the neighborhood children with small treats. A new American tradition was born, and it's continued to grow. Today, Americans spend an estimated six billion dollars annually on Halloween, making it the country's second largest commercial holiday. Today's Halloween Traditions The American Halloween tradition of trick-or-treating probably dates back to the early All Souls Day parades in England. During the festivities, poor citizens would beg for food and families would give them pastries called soul cakes in return for their promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. The distribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. 
the practice, which was referred to as going a soul in, was eventually taken up by children who would visit the houses in their neighbourhood and be given ale, food and money. The tradition of dressing in costume for Halloween has both European and Celtic roots. Hundreds of years ago, winter was an uncertain and frightening time. Food supplies often ran low and for the many people afraid of the dark, the short days of winter were full of constant worry. On Halloween, when it was believed that ghosts came back to the earthly world, people thought that they would encounter ghosts if they left their homes. To avoid being recognised by these ghosts, people would wear masks when they left their homes after dark so that the ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits. On Halloween, to keep ghosts away from their houses, people would place bowls of food outside their homes to appease the ghosts and prevent them from attempting to enter. Halloween Superstitions Halloween has always been a holiday filled with mystery, magic and superstition. It began as a Celtic end of summer festival during which people felt especially close to deceased relatives and friends. For these friendly spirits, they set places at the dinner table, left treats on doorsteps and along the side of the road and lit candles to help loved ones find their way back to the spirit world. Today's Halloween ghosts are often depicted as more fearsome and malevolent and our customs and superstitions are scarier too. We avoid crossing paths with black cats, afraid that they might bring us bad luck. The idea has its root in the Middle Ages, when many people believe that witches avoided detection by turning themselves into cats. We try not to walk under ladders for the same reason. This superstition may have come from the ancient Egyptians, who believed that triangles were sacred. It also may have something to do with the fact that walking under a leaning ladder tends to be fairly unsafe, and around Halloween especially, we try to avoid breaking mirrors, stepping on cracks in the road, or spilling salt. But what about Halloween's traditions and beliefs that today's trick-or-treaters have forgotten all about? Many of these absolute rituals focused on the future instead of the past and the living instead of the dead. In particular, many had to do with helping young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them that they would someday, with luck, by next Halloween, be married. In 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. In Scotland, fortune tellers recommended that an eligible young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts into the fireplace. The nut that burnt to ashes rather than popping or exploding, the story went, represented the girl's future husband. In some versions of this legend, confusingly, the opposite was true. The nut that burnt away symbolised a love that would not last. Another tale had it that if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts and nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband. Young women tossed apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials. Tried to learn about their futures by peering at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water and stood in front of mirrors in darkened rooms 
holding candles and looking over their shoulders for their husbands' faces. Other rituals were more competitive. At some Halloween parties, the first guest to find a burr on a chestnut hunt would be the first to marry. At others, the first successful apple bobber would be the first down the aisle. Of course, whether we're asking for romantic advice or trying to avoid seven years of bad luck, each one of these Halloween superstitions relies on the goodwill of the very same spirits whose presence the early Celts felt so keenly. So there you go guys. Thanks for reading with me, I hope that helped. Don't forget, Docs is an incredibly useful tool. You can use the explore and the define options when you select a word and you can see pictures of those words in Docs or on Google, search for pictures, okay? Pictures are always a very, very good way of looking for new questions and new words when you can't find a decent definition. Sometimes definitions are very specific and they can be a little bit confusing. So if you see a picture instead of a definition, it might clear that up a little bit. Don't forget to get in touch with me at Cockney Gringo. Feel free to send me any messages. I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. And good luck with your studies. See you soon.